0: everybody, it's LOI Central with Dan and Johnny.
1: And you're welcome along. We're still uh, very, very much uh, in the heat and the heart of European action. I think we're a little bit more uh, upbeat about uh, the League of Ireland than we were last week in terms of the results that we've had. And we have so much to discuss today uh, on the show. Dan was in Tala last night. Talk about a bit of a near miss for Shamrock Rovers. And then thoughts obviously turn to St. Patrick's and Sligo Rovers, both... Very, very much alive in their uh, Conference League ties. We are in association with Future Ticketing, uh, booking tickets for a mate for Galway races during the week. And who pops up on your Future Ticketing, spreading large and wide? Porterhouse Brewery, major reaction to the brews uh, sent out. And thanks a million today for putting in a few extras as well. Put in a bit more, I think, than agreed, and nobody's given out. Collar and Cuff uh, will be giving us uh, a free. Shirt and tie to anyone who goes in and quotes LOI Central. And Dan, we are in association this week as well with um, Malone Financial Services for a free financial review. Yeah,
0: Um, we we all need that in our lives. We all need that in these times. Cost of living. Cost of
1: living. I bought a coffee in Inchicore yesterday before the Pats press conference. We're going to hear from Jamie Lennon and John Daly from that. Five euro. Five euro for a coffee. It
0: just feels like... It just feels like the fiver is a going rate right for everything. Everything right? except I, craft beer. I, I'm in a, I'm in a WhatsApp group with you and a couple of other reprobates, and uh, I sent you a clip from the couple RT. of
1: reprobates or other. Re- no. Oh yeah.
0: Well, no, it's, I mean, that's mm. that's what brought them together. And that's the group and us. Um, but it was a picture. It was a. I love the RT archives Twitter account. Mm. People can look it up. It's just like news on this day and such and such. And it was like the price at a pint in nineteen eighty eight. And it was like these outraged publicans talking about, you know, the three P on the point, which had gone up. And, you know, uh, some publicans, it was a a welsh Republican publican outside the horse show house, because of course it's RTE, so I mean you don't go outside the don't go four, far, obviously, for yeah. a box pop. Um, but they 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 went there and he was like, I'm not sure if we're gonna impose this charge and I had this graphic of the price at a pint and it was like you know, 63p in such and such a year to like, it was 148, I think it was. Oh my God. In, uh, in 1998. Our, 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 88, sorry, our producer Dell is nodding in the background having p- purchased a couple of 148p <laughs> points in his time. But I, I think um, like, yeah, we're so used to everything being in denominations of like fives, like, you know, and, and now it's even more of a cashless society. People are even less aware. Like sometimes if you have to physically hand over the money, you're a little bit more aware of the cost where it's like tap, 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 and yet, yeah, like, and yeah, I mean, oh, tap sorry. a tap. We're a tap going, tap we're going in a complete tangent here. But then, like, you ask people to say, you know, subscribe to like a, a newspaper group or something for like a euro a month, and they won't do <laughs> and it. And they won't them. do it. Yeah. But it's like, but I, uh, you tap here for some thirty p sugar with your coffee. Yeah, I'll go. For I was
1: it. in yeah. the bretzel bakery the other day, and I kind of threw the the bread on the counter, and must have been kind of fondling it. Somewhat Because your one goes Don't worry It's not yesterday's bread I was like you're, you're charging me 480 here for a loaf And you're telling me It could be A day old As in yesterday's bread 480 for loaf In Paris is about 1 euro 50 Everything in Paris Is like Way would way cheaper than Dublin Would
0: you be allowed To fondle your loaf In
1: Paris Fo- Fondle your <laughs> loaf um, We didn't mention How we have Gary O'Neill on the show That Can you, Dan, fondle,
0: can you fondle A loaf It bread?
1: wasn't the greatest Terminology But it, get in on the mailbag Especially we've,
0: Especially If it was <laughs> a baguette
1: Fond. <laughs> Baguette the beget, um, Yeah, Dan uh, was talking to Gary O'Neill. We also will hear from John Russell. And um, it's a busy, busy mailbag and a massive reaction to our... Uh Quiz question last week. I think the biggest reaction we've gotten, the out Bruce and of Bruce, you put some of them up on Insta and Twitter, and there's been a huge reaction. Yeah.
0: Well the answer to the question was Ryan Guy.
1: Um, um mentioned Graham Merrigan. Not, not, who, many,
0: not many Guam ex Guam internationals in the league. So
1: Graham Merrigan, who's a mate of uh, our guest Padjo from the show last week, um he he put in the, the response Ryan Guy and also had this kind of gif of some lad doing a mad throw. I'd forgotten Ryan Guy was big into because we've about six of them at Go United do take long throws, but like Ryan Guy the long throw I'd forgotten about that
0: yeah that's it he just like he'd caress the ball into the area with just a long mm. a long throw or he'd fire it in there more so fired yeah. in there
1: he was a good player Ryan Guy um, what about last night Dan uh,
0: yeah the, Johnny you weren't even at the game as the old air I wasn't at the game you weren't at the I, game I wasn't
1: working at the game and I have to say to I did. You, I, g- you gave up I had given up Um I and I think even okay now playing, playing Devils after the Rovers had nearly 10 minutes at 2-0 a man up to get a goal back to 4-6 time I thought Ludogorets kinda of had them at arm's length and played them were extremely arrogant the first half, like they've been on the beer. Great performance by Rovers though. And I think if this makes sense, Dan, and you you make references to um the the performance last year, I thought it was quite similar to um when they were 2-0 down from the first leg Bratislava. Uh, in Bratislava I thought it was quite similar to that but I think Rovers' level is Europa League or Conference League so I think this will bring them on with a view to that and hopefully they'll ensure a Conference League spot at worst by winning against uh, the Macedonian team
0: well we'll see yeah the, the scoopy they were playing um, in in the, the, the Europa League third round who, who Again though, like they pushed Dynamo Zagreb close. Mm. Although the flip side is Sham Govers pushed Ludicaretz close. Are they saying that in you know in, in sort of North Macedonia? It's like, whoa, they they beat Ludicaretz at home. You can't underestimate them. So mm. um yeah, I don't know. Like we'll hear from Gary O'Neill briefly, um uh, about sort of last night and so on, and also on the on the third goal last week. But yeah I don't know like Bratislava was very good last year that home leg but was it deceiving as well like that's the slight fear that you have you think yeah it was very good on the chase against a team who probably thought they were true and I'm not taking away from the performance I think it was very good the application was good but I think you know Scrupy is going to be a completely different game there's no it's two teams who both fancy themselves like the Flora Tallinn game more or yeah. so like the experience of Bratislava counted for nothing against Flora Tallinn. You know what I mean? They did not not learn from that game or take anything from that game into a game later in that campaign. Mm. In fact, their performance on the chase against Flora Tallon was worse. You know, and, and and they were wearing inferior side than than. Br- you can argue they better and Bratislava I know people would say that, but I, I sometimes no, no. feel that's a bit of a defence. I think no. that's that's, uh, that's, that's uh, Rovers trying were to justify what happened.
1: No, because Bratislava a bit like Ludo Goretz, were in a position where they became complacent, one hundred percent. And but, Flora Talon were extremely well organised and defended, they, and Rovers couldn't create they, anything. They
0: were, like, Flora were a good side. I'm not they, they were, they were, they were weren't a bad side, they, but they were really well organised. No, and they Rovers were, couldn't break them down. Like talent were basically they hit their maximum level like they perform mm. as they should rovers didn't that's mm. the easiest way to put it you look at the level of estonian like look at, I looked at the estonian results this year for example like like it makes it less explicable that really in a way that rovers could be that comfortably beating but it's it was like almost like two even enough teams one performed one didn't exactly. the team perform and that i think that the scoopy thing is going to be a little bit like that like the estonian league is ranked lower than the league of ireland as much as the coefficients are a bit mad yeah. at how they're yeah. North Macedonia is the fourth worst league in Europe. Mm. It's ranked lower than the Welsh league and stuff. Now, again, the way these rankings work, like a, a team, a, a league drops down to the preliminary round. They win loads of games and they move up. And it, it, it's a bit deceptive, right, how it, how it operates. But it is true that in successive years, Rovers will have had a chance to qualify for group stage football by playing against a team from a worse league. In theory, and theory and- you know, So... so so um, like so you have to you have to walk through that door when it opens and the, I, I thing think thing, the bad thing about the the, the stupid thing is like if they lose it, they get another chance yeah it is which, amazing which shows, which shows how many you know how, how it works but uh, to finish my point previously like you know Talon like Hibernians who um who were pretty dreadful against Rovers particularly in the first leg you know they scored three against Lavadia Talon last week mm. they won three two. so so like a lot of these leagues are sort of the champions or the better teams in these leagues are around the similar and it depends who performs in the day, who hits who is the who hits the best version of themselves. But I think rovers do have a high ceiling on a good day. If they can just produce this like they need to produce this good day when they need to sort of stamp on the neck of a team they can beat rather than sort of punching up and showing they can compete with a team that's better than them and, and getting close, right? They, they, they need they, they, they need to sort of there's a bit of a role reversal next Thursday we're there at home against the team this is a really big game and they need to like assert themselves on it and say this is their time and i think that i think if they do that you can sort of say yes last night meant something because they built on it and they brought it into the next game and
1: um, I, I went for a cycle before the game yesterday and one of the guys i'm cycling with was like i played underage for ireland with stephen bradley and uh, he did this quite turn at a game against northern ireland that had the whole ground like literally just in silence and he was going on about um how he spent six years i think at Nottingham Forest as a 12-year-old and as you're cycling along, you're like, you're sent to England as a 12-year-old. But I, I texted aforementioned Stephen Bradley this morning just saying, showing the photos the lads I was out with and saying, oh, you played well last night. And he responded back that he said the travel to Bulgaria, he felt really, really did kill them. It, he felt that yeah. they just didn't perform. And I think with review to Hibernians, you can kind of grow as, as the campaign goes on as well. And I think Rovers... I called out Alan Maness a bit last year I thought he was poor in Europe I think Ma- Alan Maness has been outstanding He's this season well, yeah. in, every, in every shape or form and they go in now if you look at last night Dan um, Ferrugia didn't start but came on Jack Byrne didn't start didn't play Um, Gaffney didn't start but came on was brilliant for the goal Amaku gets another vital goal in Europe in terms of his own CV other players came in I think McCann has been outstanding in this European campaign really out of the blue in some respects they didn't concede until very late on last night despite Pico Lopez being out for about two months now Uh, and in general I think they get a lot of confidence I have to say some of the performances like Roland Finn at his age for the way he's playing um, and some of these players and we spoke about the age of the team last week the one, one incident I want to bring up is the Richie um simulation, effectively, which was a strange one for me because Richie was true on goal and it, it looked like for me he didn't trust his pace anymore, that he kind of looked for a foul and it could have been given as a foul. Now, for me, it wasn't a foul. I think the referee got a right. Yeah, it right. That was a man. massive moment in the game. That was, a, that was probably the key moment in the game because Marco's goal was obviously a little bit late. What no, did you make of it?
0: No, like, it was a, that was a huge moment. Yeah, did he back himself to really go through and take the chance? But, like, I suppose experienced players, you know if you draw the foul at that stage, mm. the, the player is going to get sent off, you know? Mm. Um, it's like, you know, it's, we'll hear from Gary O'Neill. Like, you know, the, the Ludigrets players, like, they knew the dark arts well. Like, they ran the clock. I mean, the, the the it was potentially a scandal last night. A bigger scandal than anything else that happened was that they only put up a board for five additional minutes. Mm. Now, Ludigrets scored just as it went up, just as the board went up for five minutes. But I was sitting next to a Bulgarian TV journalist in the the press box last night. There was quite a few Bulgarian press members there. And we were, during the second half, we were talking. He was like, this is going to be, like, seven, eight nine minutes which didn't seem like a big thing at 1-0 but once it went to 2-0 yeah. you're sort of there going this is like they're gonna put serious amount of time on here and the
1: towel moment very briefly you're thinking they're down to 10 Uh they're down to nine and um, so rovers would probably win this and go through it that's it nine men would be hard and then i couldn't believe when he gave a free out and then i watched it back and i was like richie towel at this stage of his career maybe just didn't back himself because he was in he was in the advantageous position he didn't need to draw a foul he should have just Basically gone through on goal and had a shot. Um, it, it was it was just that key moment in the tie. But a Maku coming on, um, I think they, I think it'll definitely carry them forward because what are their levels? Dan their levels aren't really the Champions League group stages anyway. So this would bring them on, and if they could get to the Conference League group stages, at worst. I think they'd be pretty happy with that. They haven't been to group stages at all under Stephen Bradley.
0: Oh no, I know. That's, um, that's an ama- like, No one's denying that's amazing result. To, like to get to the group stages, but you can't. You can't start off thinking, well, this is the level that we want to get to yeah. eventually. Like you never achieve anything if you think that way.
1: Gary O'Neill alludes to that when you talk like, to him as you well. You never
0: achieve anything if you think that way. Mm. Um, like you can't go well. Our level is Conference League, so let's just get to the Conference League and see what happens. It's like no. Like the fact is, how do you get from being. A middling club to a top club, like you have these, like you know, how did Dog beat Bate? You know, how did Rovers beat Belgrade? You can't say, oh, well, maybe this isn't our Mm. level. Like, I think they can take a lot of positives. Well, they they can, like, like, but I don't know. You're not sure they're going
1: to learn from the experience. I'm just
0: saying that they didn't last year, so the the jury is out on on. I think a lot of us walked out a Bratislava game last year, going which their best performance of the season to that point, and then. The next game was actually that team from Albania who mm. sat in and frustrated them for like 90 minutes and then a Mac did score and they did a very professional job in that tie but then talent happened. I'm just saying that like there's a few concerns, you know, um, like Lidogretz, when they were down to 10 last night, I've, I've, I know that this is a view that does exist in the, in the Robert's dressing room, like that maybe that, that sending off was maybe a bad thing because Ludogratz were very open very open, and they were getting joy from them being very open. But the sending off actually led led to them wow. uh, c- completely closing up shop. And from from sixty five, pretty much to eighty five, with the exception of that towel in, incident, Ludigrets were very much in control. They were in and, control with ten and, men, and yeah, and that that if they hadn't had the sending off, in a way, they could have been, it remained a small bit more. Perhaps they were a little bit, and that's that's certainly that's you, kind of
1: mad logic though. I mean, uh, ten it, men it, be eleven is like is a massive uh, advantage. It would so. have been
0: texted uh, uh, a pundit, a regular pundit. The show Paul Curry texted me during the game and he was like that's sending off might be a bad thing, and that's a view that I've it's, yeah, it's, it's been shared by other people, but anyway, Luda um, dominance because, because of the very, very
1: 11 for me was telling. in had them at arm's length, and I think they kind of knew that what they were doing. and At the end, Cauley's goal they, they created plenty of chances, 11 the 11. Running.
0: They didn't have them at arm's length because they were all over the shot.
1: They were first half, they were unbelievable, they were 3 0 up, and uh, they, they played like a team that basically thought this is a complete. And I thought they were a joke in the first half, an absolute joke, and their discipline was terrible. Um, could have been nine men on another night, but and any you did talk to. I Gary the key thing
0: about Garnier, you, you'll hear a little. Uh, there's a little pause, <laughs> two or three questions into this, because one of the Ludogratz players walking out past them, uh, a tall centre half, sort of grabbed them, pinched him sort of under the arm, and shook hands. I was thinking, like, I, I didn't, I didn't interrupt the interview at the time. I'm a true professional, Johnny. You don't get distracted by tangents and I, uh, I, I said I'm going to wait till the end to ask about this but I sort of thought it was like he'd played in an underage tournament against this guy or like there was some weird link from some stage or he'd been on trial somewhere or something um, but it, it turned out that wasn't the case but anyway here's Gary O'Neill Yeah so Gary what are your emotions after
2: that? I'm disappointed to be honest uh, probably you know coming in tonight you know 3 down and uh, to be after the game saying I'm disappointed with, that we're not going through or that we didn't have maybe a, a you know, better better crack at it when they win the 10 men is a it's just how we feel in the change and I think uh, proud of ourselves obviously you know, to, to bring the Bulgarian champions who are, you know, in the group stages the last five years or so and to beat them is a is a, you know great sign for us and proud of that performance but overall overall feeling really is, is disappointing because we think that you know we could have probably done it a bit more.
0: So shades of Bratislava last year in any way in some ways. Is there any parallels with that?
2: That's how we kinda of felt when I when I came off in the second bench to be honest with you, obviously I don't scored and we feel you know, we're all off the bench thinking, you know, one more and we're going to extra time and we're serious momentum here and then obviously a, a counter attack goal kills us and you know the, the top players in fairness, the front four I think are brilliant. The boy who scored over the two legs is probably the, the best player in the pitch on mm. the on the two nights and uh, they, you know we made a little mistake in, in in our first third and and they punished us but yeah, yeah. Shades of Ratislava probably First leg probably Probably just gave ourselves a little bit much to do mm-hmm. Like we did in Bratislava last year But it's, uh, you know, we have a cushion to fall back on now And, uh, and next week we are ready And hopefully we'll take that performance into it
0: what, Just finally on this game like What were you saying as a group before this match tonight Because like it wasn't on TV The weeby wasn't the big build-up There was a sense a lot of people had almost thought It was dead yeah. What was your internal... Feeling around it.
2: Our whole talk before the game really was um, Let's just get the first goal. Just, you know, make it into something we knew There were over 6,000 people there tonight If we got the first goal, they'd really get into it And, you know, we saw when you got the first one After however many minutes it was However many minutes it was um, You know, the crowd got into the game and everything like that And uh, then after that, half-time again it was just get the next one Get the next one and make it into it it's a serious game And we knew that they are the top side um, But we never felt like they you know I knew it was going to be an no uphill task because they're a top team you know, coming into mm. the game. I and, know and the outside feeling was that you know it was, it was brown bread, you know, the, the tie was over. Um, we weren't, we we're not delusional enough to, to believe that. We came yeah. out tonight expecting to win 4-0, we didn't. But we just knew if we got, got the first goal, it'd give us a chance, get the next goal, give us a right chance. And then obviously they'd hit us in the cold and, and put that to bed really.
0: What was your thought on the third goal last week? Because I'm sure there was a bit of an inquest afterwards and everyone debated it. You probably had your own role in it. What was the, the collective...
2: Yeah, listen. It was just probably not even our part to be honest. With you, um, something that, you know, there was a few harsh words after the game about it because we, you know, just probably that's the one that's probably put the, the knife in our back. Really, um, I played my part, and at played his part, and the other players played. Andy, you know, just but it's collective a collective sort that's of all thing. It is. Yeah. it's just a collective thing. Nobody really put their hands up and said, "Right, let's get out of here two 0 It was. Just not even our part because we were kind of in the ascendancy at the time. We kind of had a bit you no know, more in the second half of a hold on the game, and we felt like get to get the game restarted, oblivious to the fact that the referee is going to blow the whistle mm. twenty seconds later. To be honest with you, um, so just naive even our part was something that we definitely learn from.
0: I mean, I know it's hard. Maybe you've just finished a game, a very intense game, but the and you're disappointed with that. But the great thing about the format of getting through the Hibernians game is you know you've got two more chances. You've got at least two more big European nights here what can you take from maybe last week's experience and tonight's into into what's coming down the tracks because this is different to league football right this is a different type of level it asks different questions of you so do you feel the benefit of even four games now at, at this level if you know what I mean uh,
2: definitely I think you have to especially you have to learn it but you have to learn quick it's kind of a learn on the job type thing Europe I think uh, like you're saying with the third goal it's killed us really you know it's put, put the knife in our back and we've learned from it obviously tonight I thought we managed the game a lot better even when going one a luck we weren't Going home, we want to open, you know, we, you know, the excitement didn't really take over. We kinda of managed it well, obviously got the second one item more and then obviously just personally on the pitch we kind of went for it a bit more and they were able to pick us off. But we um we just walked over the change room there, we we're not under any illusions that these boys next week are going to be you know role rollers. We haven't got a you know an easy draw to, to qualify for that. It's gonna be a, a tough, tough game and they've obviously ran Zagreb so close and by all accounts they should have they should have left Zagreb last week for the win. Um, so we'll do our due diligence on them, obviously. And and uh, like you say, we we'll just have to learn from, from the mistakes we've made and obviously take tonight's performance on the flip side and bring that into next week.
0: Home first, like is... You, know, you, you have a bit of experience in that from the Hibernians game you probably know look look what Ludogratz and Bratislava have done to you by having a good home result to take away does that have to be in your mind if yeah, you know what I mean
2: I think so personally I'd rather if I got the choice I'd rather play at home first because you know you can really take. The, I, I always find the first games in Europe are feelers mm. you know, when you play a team for the first time like the first 25 minutes are always kind of feelers and stuff like that but when you have to the crowd behind you here and just playing in tallah just we obviously feel more comfortable playing there and i think you can take the game to them. obviously like we did with hibernians and it was you know we went over there and as boring as it probably was to watch we didn't professional because we were three mm. we didn't want to make it any more interesting or anything like that so um yeah i'd personally rather be at home first and then i think we're playing thursday at home and tuesday away seems to so be yeah on, yeah so it's a quick turnaround so um no look uh Bulgaria. was a tough one for us in terms of travelling. I mean, that I think it's uh, it's all sorted this time for a smoother, smoother journey. So. That's
0: good. Finally, who was that bloke that was saying hello to you on the way past?
2: We just had a few words on the pitch. He grabbed me armpit to be honest and started squeezing my armpit on the pitch. So he just done it to me there, but it was weird. All right. Okay. That's (laughs) the (laughs) the joys of meeting (laughs) new people in Europe, isn't it? Different cultures. Obviously, it's. uh, I thought they probably as much as it was frustrating. I thought they managed the game well at times, but they down and killing yeah. and like that, top side and they managed to win. You can sort of learn something from that in a way, you, people yeah. hate it
1: but you can sort of yeah, respect it. it's for. horrible, it's the dark arts of the game but it's general, they're no fools, so I've yeah, probably learned from that as well. You always have regrets, Dan, I suppose, after um, just that, that third goal, uh, but the key for Rovers is to learn from this and build on it um, because they're absolutely blessed to have two more shots at group stages.
0: No, like, they, but like, they're, they're, well, they're not blessed. Ah, well, it's the way they How are they blessed? Because like they, they, they were they in were, the rule. old days.
1: I mean, you okay. just played two games and you were gone. On the basis,
0: um. on the basis of the, on the basis of like, yes, compared to say, you know, draw the losing to Dynamo Kiev mm. and being out, you know, uh, even in more recent terms, I think the lost to Rosenberg on the road. Yes, they are blessed in that context. Um, but. But, but but the, the start of the conversation, at the start of this season, you know the rules. And, like, they didn't bottle the Hibs game. They got it done and have earned this chance. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And, you know, and... You sorry, know, they got drawn c- against the Burnings. Consistent, as well, so. Consistent, yeah, but consistent qualification got them seeded, which gives you the chance of getting a game like that. Totally. So, like, so they're not really blessed. It's just they're capitalising well, on... Well, sorry, right. They got, got the Burnians
1: as a shot at three more games. So they were a little bit forced in that regard, and I well, think... Well, no, they
0: weren't. They were hey, seeded. Yeah, they, they were seeded. Okay, they were a little bit lucky they, because of the war. It's like Rovers got a Welsh team and Motherwell. So
1: some like the, some teams have done a little bit lucky with the with the you know the and and the Pat's end up getting seeded into the next round. So we were in a good position with the three of the Irish teams, and I think Rovers have to embrace this. I think if if they don't qualify for either of the group stages now, they'll have massive regrets. Because, of course, they will. Massive regrets because. Like, they they will be favourites, I think, against the North Macedonians. They will definitely be favourites to some extent. And they've had four games. They have players coming back. They should do the job and, and then give yeah. themselves gr- but the idea, stages. The
0: idea that they would go through four games in Europe and we basically haven't seen Jack Byrne yet. Amazing. Like, I mean, this is the whole point about... Danny Mandroyu is gone this, and Jack
1: Byrne isn't there in, uh, at all.
0: It's mad, like... This is the whole point about um, last night, like, with 10. You know, with Jack Byrne against 10 yes you're able to exploit that situation but the players they had on the pitch weren't necessarily suited to exploiting the extra man because mm. they were they were having a lot of joy by being direct like green was getting in behind even that Terrell running in behind There's a lot of players whose strength burke was dropping deep and getting on the ball and he's such a good player but like you know Lions was getting at them and finding space behind them and this is my whole point when the man went was sent off little gretz were just able to just soak it yeah. up a small bit more and a lot of that space went out of the game and all of a sudden you're looking at sort of green and certain players to pick locks and that's not what they're going to do but that's where he did well but that's where you miss
1: what's Jack's Jack latest injury wise? because um, this just seems to be lingering on
0: it's I, I'd be I'd be on the fence about whether we'll still see him in, in the home leg against Sheepy. I'm not sure if this is going to be rushed because I think it's one of those where mm. he, he came back probably a bit quickly he injured himself and picked up a sort of a slightly new problem, and I think if they rush him back, you're always in danger. But like this is the trade-off. Like these are the most important games of the year. Like when Jack Byrne was signed, we would have sat here and talked about Europe for Jack Byrne. Um, I think audience, Chris
1: McCann has. I think he's been so good in terms of... A player who's been a bit par player for Rovers filling in, Dan, in the circumstances, I think he's done very well in that... But he's not Jack
0: Byrne. He's, he's a, not Jack a, Byrne. He's not Jack Byrne. So, like, you know, and he, he has done well. And I think maybe one of the things from last year to this year that sometimes it was O'Neill as the, the sitting midfielder and then uh, a lot of more attacking-minded players and it's O'Neill and McCann. And maybe so you that's think that's... Maybe it's given him a bit more of a base there, like mm. a bit more of a defensive protection there in, in Europe. But again, it's gonna be interesting to see how they approach interesting how they approach the Scoopy game next week because Neal like, mentioned it there.
1: Likes being at home first. Yeah.
0: And um like Watts was dropped last night, for example, you know, and they went with sort of, you know, O'Neill, McCann, Towell, you know, and then okay, Burke dropping in like what type of team do you set out for totally to, yeah th- if you want to take a lead over do you, do, you, do you need to sacrifice a McCann or O'Neill like that's well you're not, I think it would be McCann more than likely that it would be I think O'Neill would always probably play
1: I think in games but, like that don't concede If, 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 if even if they're frustrated if it's nil all that's fine don't give away sloppy goals like they did last year don't concede in that game and even if you go over to Macedonia at nil all that's not the end of the world you concede conceding at it's home it's not the end of the
0: world but I think they need to go with a lead I actually really do I, mean, I do yeah I, I absolutely do yeah I I, I it's not as if the away goals rule is is, mm. is there anymore. Like the, the nil all home result is good when the away goals rule was there. I think without it, it's like, no, like you have your full crowd at home in your own place. Like, again, like stamp on their neck here. Like, you know, take control of this situation. On the neck then. Like take control of the situation. That's what they need to do. Like that's making the next step mm. rather than sort of like... You know, you, you you go over their level, and you're leaving yourselves vulnerable to all sorts. And I mean, Irish football's history in Macedonia is not is not a good one, right? So I wouldn't be wanting to go there. But anyway, let's go to the mailbag. Uh, probably a lot of Rovers comments in this busy we, mailbag. But let's 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 go and see what you've what you've got for us this week, listeners.
3: Hey, what's the time? It's mailbag time. A big
1: bag of electronic letters. Busy mailbag this week, then.
0: Yeah, this is a good question though. Pat Mitchell, I think Pat might have sent this in previously and he meant to respond to it. In your opinion, if Shamrock Rovers were to get to a European group stage, is there any benefit to it being the Europa League over the Conference League? Really good question. Like and maybe we'll come to it if rovers get past Sheepy and then we can actually debate it. Um there so is a, one
1: more round if they get past Scooby to get into Europa League. Yes. And then uh, but they're guaranteed comf- the Conference League if they beat Scooby.
0: Yeah. So uh, there is a there's a small bit of extra money for the Europa League versus the Conference League like sort of Uh, six seven hundred grand and and maybe a bigger dividend share down the line because of the increased uh, tv value of that competition probably relative to the conference league but the the europa league is now a lot more elite Um, and so as a result their chances of say getting points are less whereas the conference league you possibly have more chance of getting points on the board although in fairness the the sort of the the smaller leagues that got into it last year. The Armenian champions got in. HJK Helsinki. Teams around Ireland's level. Very few of them picked up points. Flora Talon. I think s- some of them did in dead rubber games towards the end. But it's a good question. And I think it's maybe mm. maybe we'll come back to it. it. It's a good problem to be in. Um, Paddy Daly referencing him as the rover's best performance of the season. But no interest in moral victories anymore. And he does reference, he hopes, Sligo and St. Pat's progress. through. Um, I did have something about Finn Harps today not Bother and, and met Mark, Ollie
1: Horgan on Sunday had a, obviously a very off the record chat with him but let's let's say he was quite downbeat but I mean that wasn't, a, that that, wasn't that, exactly
0: a revelation It could be an on the record chat like Mark <laughs> Rossler, of course occasional contributor um, saying they're a shadow of an Ollie Horgan team um, and he feels they're going down at the moment because you said he have more about them I mean it is
1: I think they have the more uh, upward trajectory like they're, they're, Harps have uh, what have they won two games one against Shells so who are atrocious and Oli has brought in so many outsiders this year I think there's always a challenge in terms of Harmony and kind of squad Happiness and togetherness and the collective Whereas with UCD They think probably this is a shot to nothing And also the players there I think feel that There's been so much chat about the likes of Kerrigan and Whelan and even Euro. The players, the marquee players who are injured or have left Maybe they feel that We've been written off here and uh, I see Donald Higgins coming in. He was um, photographed in an amazing image in their last game, getting a kick in the face. The likes of him coming in, being very good in Sligo. They went to Sligo and won 2 nil, which is a hell of a result. And I think they think we've a free shot at this. Everyone's writing us off and they should be improving. I don't think Harps necessarily should be improving. They should. Yeah, be. Yeah, no,
0: that is, and and I mean, it was it was a Karen Kedoff who mentioned it who fancied them um, to stay up. Was
1: quick to text me after the game. Yeah, well, I mean, he could be right, you know. Mm.
0: Um, he, he could definitely be right. Um, the games yeah.
1: between them, I'm not sure how, how often they have to play each other. Uh, going, but that'll be massive, obviously, because hard enough to see um, Harps just aren't picking up points. Really. No,
0: no, they're not. No, like you, you no, it's 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 sort of. A, Sticky Sticky uh, Sticky wicket They're on a sticky wicket mm. Definitely Um, Cycling Bob Thoughts on the third tier Being pushed back To 2024 Not surprised Um, I think That was A view that Would have been expressed To me quite strongly At the time When it was announced That uh, this had been Announced too quickly Without probably Realising The level of consultation That would be involved To actually get teams To come to the table And like I, I wrote about this After the FEI AGM at the weekend that I think it's a bit like, you know, they, they targeted the top 30 in Europe and you don't want to be, like people are so down on the FEI sometimes that you don't want to just be that person who is nitpicky with everything and just being, like, you know, you say you need to be ambitious but then take the piss out of ambition but there's obviously a line between that and realism and I think broad awareness of like this word that people use now the ecosystem of Irish football that a third tier is a big thing to do I think it's a good idea but I mean having it launched by 2023 um, it was never going to happen it was never and and even now like is there any sense out there that that, we'll talk about maybe the FAI Cup ties later that are there established amateur clubs like the top ones not I think there's a couple who are interested but the really top ones Mm. do they want to come into it um, it's complicated I wouldn't abandon the, the concept at all but you know you just have to be like stuff on a plan or a strategic plan and stuff it, it sounds great but it can come back and haunt you if you haven't if you haven't necessarily taught it's, thought it's some massive of a massive
1: massive undertaking Be you yeah. a college team or a, a, an ex-League of Ireland team a team that has underage in the League of Ireland or a prospective team joining it's a massive undertaking to join a national league and there's no guarantee you see Gary O'Neill's comments about Kerry FC there's no guarantee this takes off even in Kerry there's no guarantee we've seen instances before I think the sound is from the FBI was that well let's put a unrealistic target on this and it fast forwards the chat and if, if we put it down the line now if they get it done in 2024 I think that's a hell of an achievement
0: no I see I listen I, I do see what you're saying there as a strategy like you you, you bring like you put something down and, it, and it, it's sort of it, it it brings it forward it brings it, it puts it on the agenda i i see your point on that but i guess that can't happen with too many things in one strategy mm. you know i understand that as a as a tactic and I, I respect that opinion as maybe something that yes if if a third tier is functional and operating because i think it was never going to be at the start of 2023 it was likely going to be like the under 14 league last year where it started midway through right so Maybe if it's operational by March 2024 or February 2024, or whatever, as opposed to maybe June, July 2023, then maybe you've only lost what eight months, seven, eight months. That's the last half full. It's uh, hard to see how it doesn't function taken. without
1: second teams as well. I mean, where are you going to get ten teams? Oh, it's from? not going to
0: function without. So second
1: then teams. That, that that's that's another challenge. So or like how
0: extra college teams
1: maybe? I would say a mixture of college teams, extra college teams, um, second teams. Maybe three or four second teams, and then. A couple of new entities, three or four, or something like that. It's very, very hard. There's an awful lot of logistical problems with this, um, and the, the, the demands and the costs. We're talking about the price of living now. The cost of fuel at the moment to have underage teams all over the League of Ireland not to be sniffed at. Like, um, yeah. I'd love to
0: see it happen. That, I think don't I di- sniff fuel as well, if you're listening. Yeah. Not not going to have it. But but uh, but I think like the 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 thing is, what do you want it to be like? Maybe some people I think talk about the third tier and they imagine. I don't know Mayo playing Monaghan and thinking this would be great to grow the game. Yet part of the third tier thing is more so to address the fact that the, a there's lot, no relegation. A lot of, no, well no, no. See, this is see that's interesting. One of our many interruptions. Like we go in a different way. Like that's not what I was saying. Uh, some people would believe that the function of the main reason we need a third tier is for all these players who get to under nineteen football and, and have nothing else. into the abyss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, that's that's a big thing. So, so like. A lot of those players are invariably, not always exclusively, but a certain amount of them are centred around the say the Dublin, you know, the Pale, that that region. And you are you gonna end up with a third year potentially that's that's again very similar to that where you have like St Francis against Sean Rovers B and no, it's not growing the game in the sense of like, you know, new new lands being conquered, but it's keeping more players in the game. So like that's but but also I think for the third year to be viewed as the success externally you need a little bit of growth to new areas too so it does mm. even this discussion highlights how complicated it is um, but it's 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 a good question uh, Bob and we will I guess we will be returning to it in due course um, Sean Durkin the only Irish teams will succeed in Europe is when we get weird Jersey numbers like 95. Do I recall, that Ian Gilzean wear like number 99? 41, I think. It was 41. Yeah. for I seem to recall Pat's had a couple of funky uh, squad mm. numbers back in the day. I feel like we had a, there was a player somewhere with a 90 something. Yeah. Babbitt Livingston was like 28 or something, wasn't it? Uh. Which would have been um, quite...
1: What a footballer. That
0: was it was, it was Catholic Tiger Air, like we did big squad numbers. That's mm. what we did, you know.
1: Yeah, I remember Gilzean was ahead of the curve wearing something in the forties. But I think again that was Pat Dolan. Pat's were just out there in a lot of ideas. A four size programme, everything sponsored in the programme, um, practically changed the name of the ground, didn't they? The Stadium of Light and then did mad jerseys. Pat was he was a thing for I the idea. Yeah, I, I, I saw
0: it? Pat Dolan the other day. I must actually mention in the pod Debs uh, at the funeral of John Givens, mm. um, who it's very striking, like, that, say, on, on on social media, say, and maybe it's a dangerous barometer of everything. Like, he, you know, John Gibbons passed away, and it's mainly just journalists, people talking about it. Yet this is someone who is the sort of, uh, couldn't be any more the definition of a football man, like an incredibly influential person in Irish football mm. that everyone in Irish football would say would know, who would have been, um, he was involved with the PFEI back in the day. He was a League of Ireland player, back in the day he would draw which I wasn't a I Muslim I wasn't 100% aware of that part of his history. I knew he'd played a bit but didn't know at what level but he was a big player in the the PFEI um, in, in its formative days but he ended up being the um, into the sort of PR game and his company took over sort of the contract. Uh, for the Irish football team, Pior when when Big Jack was coming in, and all of a sudden, like John Givens was the central figure, he was there front row seat for all of the the, the golden years of Irish football. But also to the point where I would have uh when I started going to the Ireland games in two thousand six, say the away games, like Givens was this sort of omnipresent figure, the mm. link between the F.E.I. and the sponsors always and. Guess that wasn't always an easy job, you know, with, with the FBI and, and how things have played out. And a great fella, just one of the one of the best people you'd ever meet. I there's no real point to that. It's just something that I, I absolutely should be mentioned on the football show. Again, these are the real sort of um, like if there was a Netflix documentary made about Irish football or something or a, a drama series like this. These are the people who would be very influential in it, but you never necessarily see them at the, sure, front, yeah. at, the at the front of the house. Um, let me see, uh, Shanahan's Instagram. Johnny, will it be curtains for JC that's John Caulfield, of course, at Galway if they don't get promoted? Well, despite having one year left in his contract,
1: um, he uh, JC is uh, under contract until the end of next season. Um, so I presume that would be the um, the obligation of the club and. The performance in Cork was excellent. Uh, very, very uh, late winners against that loan. Still in the fight, and I, I, I do, I do slightly revise what I said, which wouldn't be unlike me. Uh, I would do slight slight say in terms of the <laughs> playoffs. I think the team. I'm oh, not this thing with the team to finish second. The no, game. I think the playoffs team, oh, the first no. division this season, will, will fancy their chance a lot more than previous years. So I'd be. If, if Galway United don't finish top, which they likely won't, I'd be more hopeful than normal. As much as it's tough, I don't think the Premier Division team's going to be in great nick this year. So. Things are still positive in Galway. see they're enjoying the day at the races this year. John Coffin's under contract until next season. It's like
0: the, season. The, the, uh, the squad gone to the, It's like um, I love when the Bayern Munich team go to Oktoberfest every year. Do you see this? Where like yeah, uh, the oh, no, this the, is a the, whole, the whole Munich team go to uh, Oktoberfest in in their later housing, and, and you know you throw yourselves into the culture of uh, of the area. You mm. know, in a, in a big style. Um, I'm actually going to Oktoberfest this year.
1: Uh, for your 40th
0: it's part of like a oh wow midlife crisis uh 40th celebration a lot of people who turn 40 or are turning 40 uh who, you know some some of them missed their parties during covid or whatever so uh that's a bit of a tangent but uh Do yeah. you know what i was thinking um,
1: though and we'll talk to we'll hear from john russell but most of the managers in the league now or most of the managers in the Premier division are younger than us would that be right
0: I've never heard you talk about young managers before. No, but
1: if they're younger, if the managers... We If the managers are younger than you, that is worrying.
0: But that's, that, that is... that like, is This is the point when... when Things it like, are alive. You I mean, could be dead. Well, I mean... Yeah. You know, <laughs> we, we only have, is better than When dead. it comes to state of, you know, our, our state of being, we only have two options. Alive We or all dead. end up at one of them. Yeah. And like, something I've been thinking a lot in recent times, all right.
1: <laughs> Which, as in, you're alive or dead. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's like, you realise... You I've know, had the, both the lo- this week. The, lo- the longer you spend alive, the closer you are to being dead.
1: This is true. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're all folks with climate change anyway, so.
0: Well, I mean, um, there we go.
1: Um, what else we got,
0: Dan? Listen, not our generation, Johnny. Not our problem. Where are we flying this week? Um, mm. Where are you flying this week, actually? Are you uh, flying anywhere this week? i
1: not. I go down to SAG, actually, in Cork. and uh, then How are you getting there? Train.
0: Train. Mm. Dad, how's that... It's, your,
1: it's obviously I, miles better than private transport but not great nothing's great yeah, I right. I was I got a barbecue presented on Sunday and it's gas barbecue what do you do what um, do you do <laughs> you get a, you get well, a barrel if, of gas if you, follow, if you
0: follow Johnny Ward on Instagram you take arty photos of your produce from a nice angle your food always looks nicer than mine and I kind of wonder is it just better photography skills or are you just no I'm I I good, just, I'm I good just, at food are you just cooking better yeah. uh, Bowden Philip. Was J W relegated into the media overflow area this time? No, he didn't even go. He didn't even go. <laughs> well, just I wasn't actually up. working at I, the I, game. Were I, you?
1: I, you weren't reporting at the game, were you? Uh, oh, I
0: was doing a piece. T- okay. A oh, always something, I, going always so something going on. on. So I saw
1: Fitzmaurice as <laughs> <in for tomorrow's laughs> the end so I was like, okay, but fairness to Dan, went. I got a good interview, Gary O'Neill. Yeah, I, I had given up.
0: Yeah, given up. I, I I did speak to sort of a regular or semi-regular Rovers attendee at the weekend who'd done the same, and I was just thinking at a, <laughs> at two I was thinking oh, I am going <laughs> to slaughter Johnny and this fella. I would have tomorrow. Totally delighted, like Miss one of the like it would have been the most Irish thing of all time Mm. for the greatest like it would have been Better than Bate if they'd come back from three down, right, to knock them out. It would have
1: 100%. And if that had happened
0: not on TV, like after the free, like I'd say the RTE mm. social media, and it's not fair that it's always RTE because no other station stepped up, right? They, they mm. all knew it was there. Mm. Um, but if they got back to 3 0 last night, you can just imagine the RTE social media feed just going.
1: Well, Declan McBrendan tweeting about the Ireland women's game, the need for people in Tala this morning, I mean, there would have been a massive backlash if. Uh, oh, would've, would've where been, were you last night? It been what else? Abs- I mean, and having
0: done the the three like the three previous Champions League game
1: I did go you know, to the way. I did go to the Pats game last weekend we'll talk about psychopaths course nice that was a great as well we should
0: mention like um, Rovers did the league proud uh, GN Instagram is just like uh, what is it? David King sorry David King easier it's like it's like he has an anagram of his name on Instagram which is interesting that <laughs> <laughs> I saw someone joke. Is King Gar- David. Yeah, um, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to give <laughs> up on that joke. There. <laughs> someone said, "Is Ludo anagram of a good result?" Oh, that, that was pointed. Out. It, was, it was. It was actually going around both people after the three 0 last week, and it was a piss take. Is Ludo
1: Goretz an anagram of good result? And you can find this very quickly. Ludo Goretz, scramble.
0: Good result.
1: Seven letter words. Result is six, so that'll be... You can see, is it here? Result. It is. It's good. It is.
0: Good result. There we there go. There we go. That's the origins of Liddell yeah. name, potentially. Um, but uh, David King, Roberts did the league predicate against very negative the bottle-throwing has to stop, though. And yes, Roberts fans are annoyed when we talk about instances at other clubs don't talk about them. What about I mean, you can't? You can't You can't win, but... Yeah, I think the, the goalkeeper... Uh, and I didn't see this at the time, but the, the goalkeeper, maybe he was getting a bit... Probably, uh over celebrated. Um, the 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 goal that they got got the I mean It does happen that something will get thrown, but I think it escalated then because I think one of the players tried to chuck something back and it got a little bit messy. And they will get hammered for it. Like um, UEFA will be will take these things seriously. And I saw people from overs last night getting very annoyed because they know that they'll get. In trouble for this, and that is something that happens. But anyway, um, we uh Ryan Guy was the answer. Did we did we announce our competition winner for the, the Ryan Guy?
1: I don't think we did actually. No, we I didn't. don't think we so, did. So who
0: who collects the sweet port house We can't can promise that everyone's going to get extras. Um, we just need to be clear. Yes,
1: we can, Dave. You've kind of um, you've set an agenda no. there. So <laughs> no, Dave no. is going to send. He's no, going to no. send eight beers next no, time. No, it's be at least four beers. It's, four. Anyway. it's, four. it's uh, four. And a few little extras. The winner this week <laughs> was Ian O'Brien, um, O'Brien, who I think Ian was on Twitter. We had a big, big reaction. I think it's like promote the beer, and it just looks so nice. Those various like um, deliveries. Ian O'Brien was the winner thanks to his Ryan Guy answer.
0: Grant, yeah, very good. Now, uh, this is a bridge, Mark McKillen, was Sligo beating Motherwell as much of an upset as the Scottish media suggested? Well, you did effectively raise that in your chat with John Russell ahead of the Sligo Rovers, Motherwell second leg tomorrow.
1: What's this challenge for you now where you're going in, you're very early in your managerial career and you're going in yet again one nil up from the first leg, but obviously against superior opposition to Bala. Yeah, the
3: focus for us is performing well
1: on the night. And, um,
3: again, we'll be underdogs even though we're winning one in on the tie, but Motherwell, as I said, they'll be coming hungry to try and turn the the game around. And for us, it's about how we perform on the night, how we implement our game plan. You know, we know the the threats that they bring and they might make one or two changes, whether that's personnel or to their shape. Um, And we'll be well prepared and prepped to to deal with all that. Um, But it's about embracing the occasion for our players. You know, they want to play in Europe. They want to play in these big... Big occasions, and I think it's important that you know they come into the game feeling confident. And I think we're
1: in a good place as a group at the moment. How do you go from those two away wins to like the two home performances, including the UCD one, if that makes sense? Yeah, I think on reflection,
3: the the ballot game, it was was really important that we managed to get through that that tie. And the game didn't play out the way we would have liked, but we still got through the game, and the, the players showed unbelievable resolve, and and they dug in and. You know, we did get a little bit of luck on the night, but ultimately the players stood up, they were brave, they put away their penalties and we got through it. And it was a big moment for the group to get through that first round. And I think the, the UCD performance, you know, we had an awful lot of possession. We created a lot of chances, didn't take them. And then we got um, we got done with two poor goals from from our point of view. You know, we, we reviewed the game back and I think the players realised, you know, they're totally preventable goals. And there's learnings all the time in every game you play. And I think we brought that into the performance and against Motherwell, we we got back to enjoying defending and and limiting the opposition to shots from outside the box. So that was really pleasing. You kind
1: of looked at home at that level as well, I suppose.
3: Yeah, we did. And, you know, the players we have in our group, we've got young, hungry players that you know see this as a, as a great platform you know what I mean they've come to Sligo to try and play in Europe you know the, the majority of the group here got us into Europe last year and any of the new signings that came in came because of the European carrot and you know we want to try and be getting through ties and you know the history of Sligo in Europe hasn't been great so to get through that first round and then have another opportunity to get through to the third round will be massive for this team yeah is this <laughs> one of the biggest games obviously in the club's history then it is, yeah. There's no doubt about it. And for us to progress as a club and as a team, you know, you need you need to be getting through rounds in Europe. To, we all know the finances that are involved. But as a player, you you do grow in confidence. And I felt as the game went on last week, the players did grow in confidence, and they said, "Yeah, we're we're well able for this." And you know, hopefully, we can put on another performance on Thursday night. Not bad for Irish minnows, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Look, you're always going to be labelled like that when you're going and playing teams from the, the UK or Scotland. I think they probably are reflecting on the league maybe 10, 15, 20 years ago. You know, it's come on leaps and bounds since then and it's it's all fully professional. You know, a lot of the, these teams are, are signing our players, you know, so it's funny when when you see the press come out with those comments, but look, it, we can use that as motivation.
1: Yeah, Dan, you wrote about this as well. I, I see in the Indo today the... Uh... <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Irish minnows the minnow
1: I mean, honestly the, the Sligo guy he come up with the gif uh, the, the, the Simpsons meme I may be uh, Irish in a minnow but what was the third thing he said Is one of my favourite lines of the Simpsons like where are you getting this from Motherwell I, minnows like, but wait
0: listen uh, it was fed into a bit by everyone getting a bit excited about them playing Motherwell. Oh, it's a glamour tyrant Motherwell. It's like you can't talk about it one way and then
1: You still go over there, it's like a big stadium ish, eight thousand people. Uh talking a few Sligo fans are like, Oh, it's a class set up over there. It's a way levels above us. That's fine, but like, sorry, Motherwell, Sligo, Minnows. I, anyway, it, what it is what it is. I listened to um, um I
0: listened. I watched I watched both of the games last Thursday. Um it's just dual screen got on. It was quite enjoyable. But um,
1: I saw that Jay put up an insert. I, I didn't see else. the slide game; I just saw the highlights.
0: But when I saw I mean, I saw I had the commentary on that one, which was kind of funny because they they there was a mistake on the team sheet. So Shane Blaney was reading, oh. and it Blaney Shane entire So like he'd make it a header, but like Shane, and be like. Shane I like I don't know if would have made it better if they'd renamed them Shane. You know, if they'd given them a sort of a, a sort of a, a continental feel It's like a Blaney Shane. It's like this guy sounds like a player, you know. Um What about Aiden Keane's goal? Yeah, it was great. I mean, it was it was bad defending by uh, by Mugabe. It was. Um, yeah, you know. Yeah,
1: he's been accused of that yeah, before. Yeah,
0: exactly. And um, um yeah, it's, um,
1: <laughs> probably said too much.
0: Um but 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 like it was it was it was bad defending, but like you take it's, it's, it's one of these great cliches that I actually hate. Oh, you give him a chance, he scores. You see, people say that about strikers; they miss chances all the time. Mm. They don't, they don't get one chance and score. But this was an example, but that was actually true. He got his first chance, his first sniff, and he stuck it away. Is
1: he the best striker in the league? He may. He's only twenty three as well, which I'm amazed with all the clubs yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a good question. Hoobin's still pretty good on a good day. Mm. Like he, he is. Like you saw Hoobin against Vitesse last year. Like Hoobin against Vitesse last year was excellent. I don't think any striker this year has played as well as that. Gaffney. Gaffney's performance is the one you're probably actually outstanding. Hoobin esque maybe in some ways like. You know, And Hooban, previously in his younger days, probably accused of not doing it in Europe. Yet it was so good in the European games last year when he dropped deep as he mm. got a bit older. And and maybe, like Kina, maybe there's something in that, that the strikers that do, do well are the ones that are comfortable, that can come back and almost play in a number 10 position and link play. Mm. And that's what you probably need to do to be a good League of Ireland striker in Europe. My slight fear with Kina, when he's played up top, um, is that he can drift too much back into the number 10 yeah. position and it's a slight fear for them tomorrow uh, against Motherwell that I'm really looking forward to it but they did freeze against Ballon. Oh, their, ho- their
1: home, uh, their home but, record in Europe but, is, is but, so worrying but, as well
0: but Keane was was pretty ineffective in that, mm. that game and sometimes he was probably getting frustrated by the way the game was going
1: you said, you said it's John Russell as well though Dan that's um it's like, I don't know, Sligo have had some bad, bad forms at home, the show. and this is a really tricky one, because as much as there are no away goals, they're one nil up, and that's, regardless of what you look at it, it's one nil, but it's a hard one to know, like, how do we manage this game, do we go all out to get the first goal, as Gary O'Neill said, we want to get the first goal, that's straightforward, Sligo's like, well, the longer it's nil all, the longer we, we've an advantage in the tie, and also you expect Motherwell to up their levels a bit, you think?
0: The other thing about this is, though, it's a, it, there's a slight contrast from the Bala Town one in that Rovers probably people felt they almost had the job done. Mm. They were at home. The pressure was on them. It was a free hit for Bala and they gave it a hell of a hit. This was a little bit different. Like, Motherwell are probably still under more pressure here. Oh, totally, like, like totally, you, yeah. Some of the questions that Russell gets is still a bit like, oh, no one's expecting you to go through. Now, part of me thinks it's like, well, no, you sort of have to, again, you know, you have to stand up and be proud and expect, like, you're one nil up coming back to your place against a team who are okay, who are from a better league, but they're in pre-season. It's almost like, let's not put them on too much of a pedestal 100 but, but they're under massive pressure like i like this is a classic irish thing like you want to get some coverage of the the sligo rovers motherwell game and the media aftermath you can go to scotland last week there was a 30 minute podcast up on thursday night um and it was like stephen craigan and james mcfadden on bbc scotland talking about it and like stephen craigan who's from northern ireland but like still talking about Sligo Rovers like they're, you know, the, the, that the, the lads were up to do, uh, you know, they're up to, to take the energy rating of houses the following morning or, you know, uh, sort of work with postmen or, you know, whatever. whatever, whatever uh, it's whatever. amazing
1: that you just said that. I said uh, that because you're, a you're, bit of a you're, you're taking
0: calls about that issue. Uh, <laughs> and that's why this, this is a heavily edited podcast. But um, uh, it, 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 it must be said that, like, you know, Stephen Craigen was like, well, this is a bit like when I was at Motherwell and we lost at home to Lynette Lee one 0 in 2009, and then then they went and they beat them three 0 away, and that's the mentality. They sort of think that League of Ireland club is no different to a Welsh club. Now, in fairness, if they watched the Rovers and Bala, they'd probably be yeah. merited to think that way. But we sort of know that that's not really the case. And I do think I go back to my point after the previous round. Bala played a really direct, old school game, and it unsettled the life at Sligo Rovers. Motherwell actually try and play of ball on a good surface and it really suit at Sligo Rovers because we have a t- league full of pretty good tactical players now who enjoy that type of game on a good stadium and mm. a good arena. So Motherwell now, will they, if they, how they approach it is interesting. If they go and just decide and say interesting, if they go and decide and just do the same as last week and they're a little bit sterile, I know John Russell said they have a tendency to go a bit more direct, but I felt last week they, they didn't really... Challenge Sligo Rovers in the way mm-hmm. that ball did. Will they go a little bit more direct because they have the big striker who is a, a bit of a presence of Van Der Veen? I can't think of his name. Um, it is interesting. You don't like in like,
1: like, like, Week to Week now. You don't get um, teams playing direct against you. So like as you're used to in the ball games, Sligo Rovers defence yeah. they're not really used to this. So, like.
0: But but and Russell did a very good job last week in the sense of he started Keane up front, but then he brought Mata on later on. I mm, mean, really mix it up. It could have like it just just it was a, it was a sh- it was a sharp plan, but. Do you start that way at home? And I think there's a there's a really interesting element to that tie. Interesting. Uh, Oh god, I'm just not using that Mm. word three times. But it would be very enjoyable if they did a job in water. big time. just for the The Scottish reaction. Like, and we know why. our league is perceived that way and a lot of those reasons are self-inflicted but some of it is still mad disrespectful. I looked at Motherwell were knocked out by Stjarnan of Iceland in 2015 and I did look at the news reports of that and there was no Motherwell dumped by Icelandic minnows. minnows even though... In a country uh, of 350,000 even though, But even though uh, League of Ireland would be ranked higher again than mm, the Icelandic we league. It's, it's because... Um, it's someone from these islands. Whereas, in fact, if they were knocked out by a team by from Macedonia or Georgia or Armenia or teams around the same level as the ground yeah, they'd get a bit of grief, but it wouldn't be the same language because they honestly think that it's just a lot of pain decorators. J-
1: or j- energy raiders. J- just to, if this were... Uh in in the betting in this game, there's no way Motherwell would be odds on to win this game, right? So that means that Sligo Rovers actually should be favourites to qualify, right? They just need to avoid defeat. Motherwell are not odds on shots away to Sligo Rovers.
0: i another thing I think to Sligo Rovers top. I thought the Motherwell manager's interview last week, Graham Alexander after game, was a bit mad. He thought they did very well, and I was like, "Oh, this is a manager who's under pressure." And I will say without knowing that Motherwell were going to play Sligo um, around the Nations League game in June I'd know some of the Scottish press lads quite well I'm mean, just got talking about European clubs and they did say Motherwell are in Europe they're going to be crap like they're yeah. in a bad way and
1: I think there'll be an unbelievable atmosphere in the showgrounds I think the fact that they came through that ballet game which Russell spoke about they, do, they won the game they were terrible they got through it I think they'll perform much better I think Sligo will get through Pats on the other hand Dan after that one-all draw, when they were really good, I think they have a chance. I really, really do. Um,
0: well, listen, let's, let's hear your, your your chats with Jamie Lennon and the assistant manager, John Daly. It switches from Lennon to Daly halfway through. You'd a little whoosh, which means... Not quite halfway through, because we've
1: got uh, seven minutes of Jamie and two or three of just, John Daly. We, we, we love John whoosh, later John on. At some point, out. to talk about his career, I'd say, it, but we this is more brief and keeping to the point of the European stuff. I've been out
4: for five months, I think it was. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've only been back training really properly in the last couple of weeks. So um, I kind of set the target for Europe to kind of be back available for a, for the match day. And yeah, thankfully I got on the other night for 30 minutes, which is good. Happy. Happiness. What was your injury then? Uh, fractured metatarsal back in March, the day before the Rovers came at home, just in training. And uh, ended up having to get an operation after a while, so it was a long time out. How was that mentally? Uh, it's tough at times. like. You spend a long time on your own in the gym doing rehab, and <clears throat> the worst part I found was probably Friday nights watching the lads in the stand and not having any sort of, you know, input into the game or performances. So that was the worst part for me. But uh, when you play like a player, that wouldn't be that happy not playing. Yeah, yeah. I, I you become used to kind of playing, and whenever you're not, it's not nice. But uh, I've been fairly lucky with injuries to be fair. So um, this is just the first kind of serious one and I suppose it makes me a little bit more grateful now to be on the pitch now I won't take it
1: for granted anymore yeah um, and obviously how did you, how did you make uh, what did you make the team in your absence how did you, you see O'Reilly coming into midfield doing well
4: yeah they, they've been good I mean like we have to take into consideration the turnover of players we've had in the last year compared to last year's is unbelievable but uh, Chris Forrest was the only player for the cup final playing on Thursday yeah exactly it just shows the turnover we've had but uh, I think we've got quite a young squad um, like if you look at a back line are all under the age of 25 mm-hmm. I think so it's a, it's a young squad and well it gives gives young lads a chance to come through. and you look at the likes of Adam O'Reilly coming in has been probably one of our standout players this year and and uh, yeah other players like that has, has been good but uh, it's it's hard to watch from the stands you're just itching to get back I think mm-hmm. at times we were probably a bit thin for in the squad a lot of injuries at one stage so it's good that we have so many lads back now and a couple of new additions too
1: because you were progressing into a fairly good midfielder, like, um, what's your, what can you improve on yourself? Do you think going forward?
4: Um, I probably improve on everything. I mean, yeah. um, I'd more probably, goals, maybe. Yeah, well, well, maybe. Well, I know I'm placing the team. I mean, like goals. Yeah, they're it's nice, bonus. and it's a bonus. Exactly. Yeah. I know. I know. Like my job for the team, and I'm sure if you asked any of my teammates, um like what my job is and if I do it well I am sure they back me up. But yeah, goals, maybe assists maybe a couple of more assists it'd be nice, uh try and get up the pitch a little bit more rather than uh staying back. But again, like it just depends on the circumstances of the mm. game and I know that the players are playing in front of me, the likes of Chris and th- and and players like that are you know, that's that's their that's their thing, being creative and mine it's probably not mine, so like I know kind of my
1: place and
4: I think it works well that balance in midfield too.
1: He must have gotten a very kick out of his goal on Thursday, and also that like near goal at the end as well.
4: Yeah, I actually didn't see the first goal because I was warming up, but um, it wasn't bad. <laughs> yeah, it was nice.
1: I didn't see a weather goal.
4: I missed both, but uh, when I was on, then he he went on that mazy run. I thought like as it was happening, I was thinking like this is going to be the best goal I've seen in Europe, but um, ugh, it wasn't to be. But yeah, he's he's an unbelievable player. And, it's great to have on our team.
1: Yeah, he's kind of he's kind of made for the stage, isn't he? Like yeah,
4: I think he yeah, he belongs at that level. I mean, he thrives on that level. I think if you even look back to the cup the final and like there's not many players who can produce moments like that, mm-hmm. you know, and he does it on a regular occasion in training and we see it every day. So, um, it's great to have on our team, especially in tight games like that he can be he can be the difference at times. So, um, yeah, it's a fantastic player.
1: What was it like um with the managerial change of the off season? What's that like as a player when you have a totally different like totally different coaching team and obviously we've all heard about the controversy of Stephen leaving, but like what was that like as a player? Yeah, it's it's strange. I won't lie. But yeah, to be fair,
4: I've I've been at Pat's at a senior level. I think this is my fifth or sixth season, and I've played under I think four four managers. Manager. managers. So mm. I was kind of used to a bit of a change every now and then. Like, but yeah, it's it's. It's kind of just the same again, like uh, Dinty and Tim have come in and, and uh, brought a lot of new, new faces in. Like I said, we have a big turnover and um, we've put in some really good performances this year at times and other times maybe um, we've put into performance and not got a result that we think we deserve. But I think as the season goes on, we're getting stronger and stronger and in training. Every day lads are pushing each other, um, but yeah, it, it is different, but it's kind of the nature of this league at times. Why do they like the two lads? Yeah, good. Um, I mean, they complement each other well and good level of detail and training. But, like, Dinti's very good on the pitch. And I think the training sessions are always enjoyable. Right. But at the same time, have like a message behind who we're going to play. Again, on the weekend, it would have certain different messages that we can use on a Friday night. But um, overall, it's really enjoyable. Yeah. Did the
1: three in the back work, do you think, on Thursday? It seemed to be a good form. So.
4: Well, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I would have said. It was a very good performance, and um, they probably weren't expecting it. We um, should have won the game, really. Yeah, we should have won the game. We are happy with the performance, but I think if you asked anyone, uh, we are disappointed not to win the game, mm-hmm. looking back on it. and uh, But there's a lot of positives we can take. I mean, going over there, I don't know if a lot of people gave us a chance at all, anyway, to even get a result at home. So, look, we'll just take a draw. We've taken it down to it. Just a one-game tie now. It's up to us to try and perform Thursday. And where are you from yourself from um, I'm
1: from Santry. Santie, so yeah. you've you've taken to the whole simpatic athletic experience and anyway, the cup must have been unbelievable as well.
4: Yeah, well I've I've been here since I was um I think it was eighteen, joining the under nineteen, so I'm you that? Uh I was at Shells from under tens up until seventeens and now seventeens till what I am now, twenty four. Uh been at Pats so yeah. How did the Shells patch change come about then? Uh just, I just remember going from 17s to 19s. I'm not really sure if I was wanted at Shells 19s. Um, I knew the manager at 19s here at the time, and he just asked, you want to come out and play friendly and see how you get on? Who was that game? That was Garrett Dodgerl and right. Jason Donohue. um, And just straight after the game, they said, you want to sign you? And I said, yeah, sure, just give it a go. Is it tough
1: when you feel at that age that you're kind of starting to requirements at all?
4: It is yeah it is tough like I, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do then afterwards mm. and I was thinking like oh, I might just I don't know even not yeah. be a pro like or, yeah like yeah. just um, like I had no option really yeah. like I don't remember from what I remember I do, there was no offer there from Shells to say we want you at 19s it was just 17s and then I was off so um, but thankfully I actually ended up going to Pats who were one of the best sides in, in that league so uh, yeah, and we had a great team that year and that so it worked out in the end
1: Pats fans seem to be really behind the team this year. Like they seem yeah. to have like this, I don't know, patience that befits a team that is a lot of new players. Yeah, no, I think they've been
5: excellent. Um, I think you've you put some of there. The dairy game, especially like four nil at home. Like I was walking off thinking, oh I know, we're gonna get mullered here. But mm. but to be fair to them, they, they applauded the players off the pitch and, you know, I think I don't think it was for lack of trying in that game that we got beat. It was very were very good. In they were very good yeah. and we got punished for for a few. Mistakes that we made, they they were clinical with their with their play and they hurt us in the moments that we made mistakes. Um, so, but we tried in that game and they were just they were just better on the night. So, but no they have been very good. And as you said, like for a team that finished second in the league last year, we've lost a few games that we feel we shouldn't have lost. Um, and and they've they have been very good. Yes, there's going to be there's going to be moments where they disagree with decisions that are made, but I think they have been quite um quite forgiven of of mm. certain things, so we can only thank them for that and and hopefully we can start to then produce results and hopefully get through on Thursday yeah, to give them more to give them more you know excitement going forward just,
1: just finally on that thing because like you you look at Bows last year and the excitement around their run like and obviously the the past players have to think they have a reasonable chance here because like I in my view you're the better team on Thursday. I thought we were the better team, I agree with you <coughs> excuse me um
5: but we have to take. We have to go into this game. It's going to be a different game. It's they're going to have obviously got a bit of, probably of a shock. You don't. You don't know if they expected that. And um, the intensity we play that will probably be. You know we need to try and match that in a in a obviously a, a warmer climate. And um, so it's going. It will be tough. But we do feel we can hurt them. We have areas of the pitch that we know we can get at them. And and um, so it's just it's just again it's it's about taking the chances when they come and. Obviously defending as well as we defended, you know, mm. during a night of talk, the very lads well. defended really well. You know, you take away that, that obviously individual error from Harry and um, we restricted them to, to very little. So we're going to have to do that again and make sure that when the moments come, we we, we punish them.
1: So I, I know um, one of the things in the league that I felt especially sort of, post the recession Dan that I thought was a serious problem for clubs was players coming and going every other year
0: that's, and that's, that's, that's the history of the league Johnny. It, it,
1: probably not down the years where you, you were you played for your local team and you were on a modest wage and that was it but then obviously in Dublin and more so as, as after a session where there were short contracts Anyways, I think that's slightly changed. There. you look at Shamrock Rovers being big, con- big kind of you know same players basically. Um, you look at some of the other teams that they've they've haven't as much of people. Chris Forrester is the only player who you, started no, you, the game. you've
0: mentioned like you've, you've mentioned that in the in the uh, maybe we, it was in the match report, but you, it's, it, you mentioned that in discussion with the two lads. Maybe we 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 cut some out. That is mad, though. Chris Forrester was the only. So
1: like when you think about Pat's and the expectations. And the the mistake um, that the centre back made he's he's obviously just come in. There were a couple of players there like I didn't know anything about them, and they're trying to gel them together to have this European battle. Even though they're kind of half getting to know each other in the middle of the season, and it is and the new manager and it's all it's all kind of mad. And Pat's has just been it's I, I've gone I think I've gone to more Pat's games than anyone else this season, and it's strange going there week to week because they can be very good, they can be quite bad against Derry. But the, it's almost like the supporters are kind of patient behind them. And this was a brilliant performance. Like, Chris Forrester, if he got that goal at the end, you're talking about possibly the best goal you've seen by an Irish player in Europe, on home soil maybe anyway, but they thoroughly deserve to win the game. Now, this is a one where I am expecting the Slovenians will be much better the next day. But, like, this could be massive for Pakistan, Massive. And I think they could do it.
0: Yeah, I just think it's one of those where, you, the EU, again, you have them on the ropes... And you had the chance to take a lead there, and you haven't.
1: I ah, know they're one nil down, though. I mean, it could have been worse. They're one nil down from a terrible mistake, and they got a draw, which I think I think they would have no, taken. No, I know, that.
0: but I'm just saying that I think Muir's attitude to it was not great, and I think you punish that at the time. And I think that's the slight fear I would have. But again, I got the message like the sendings I got from Pats before that's how they fancied it. Uh that Mura mm. again, Mura, you talk about Pats up people, but Mura only have four of the team that was in there I think or they've they certainly they've they've had a significant turnover. They wouldn't want mm. to put numbers mm. on it from the team that was in the, the conference league last year. But they did beat Spurs but they lost all their other games. Um so like again, they've had significant changes. They're at the start of their season, they're vulnerable Again, like you, you know, you, you sometimes have to seize this opportunity when it comes your way. Now, I do like Pat's believe, and they do have players the capability to play kind of quite smart on the counter attack. And I think that I'd give them a real chance of getting through this tie if they can again hit their their best level. I Murray, it is on
1: Loi TV as well if you want to watch it. Um, so is it? yeah, yeah I, 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 like I, I obviously, uh want to I mean these are two fascinating games even from a neutral's perspective you want to see Sligo Motherwell but having been at that Pats game I just think there's something there for them and I think in the Tim Clancy John Daly reign this would be massive
0: am I getting the sense that you're, you're just not going to watch both of them
1: I'm going to watch both of them as in, like you last know, week. Are you going to
0: pay for voting Yeah, I, I don't. Well, I think Slyger like Roberts won than Premier Sports. It might be, you
1: were saying it might be in Premier Sports. it might be in Premier Sports. So, yeah. um, th- these, are, these are two, like, I, I think the likes of Tunde now could come on. He came on on Thursday and he didn't do a lot, but he could come on and have a real role here because he's a nightmare when he's on form, which think, is a bit erratic. I
0: think the interesting one could be Serge. Interesting.
1: Attic- oh God, I hate mm. that word. So we, I, Surge, I did speak uh, to John, we didn't mention the, in the interview, Serge is an interesting story, interesting. And <sighs> th- this this Pats team, it's like a mixture of people from all over the shop, basically. You've a goalkeeper. Can I on finish loan? my point.
0: The, 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 the point? the point about Serge Attacoy is that uh, they like, they sprung Barry Cotter on Mura. They wouldn't have been expecting him from any of their homework last week. The Dutch midfielder Timmermans played also. Uh, Attacoy played the second half or a bit of the second half against Dundalk. Pretty much not else. That's all he's played, and I think in an away like, like he has some of Darburn's attributes. He's quick. He's on the break. He could just be a little bit of a wild card. They And Tunde and, and and potentially. Yeah. Tunde gets into great positions. You just would never back him to score. And like I hope I'm playing this back next week. I want to. I want to clip back. This and go. Tunde has scored two goals to put Pat's true. <laughs> well, like, it's also as possible he may not score it's also possible he may not even be at the club Barry Cotter like, you never yeah. know what, what Barry, could
1: happen Barry Cotter pretty much got a standing ovation his first game on loan his first touch he nearly scored he's a, he's
0: a good debut man Barry Cotter I would say he's a good man for a debut like, I, his debut for Rovers last year I spoke to an opposing player uh, played in that game for Finn Harps I think it was his debut uh, and we might know who the player I spoke what's to what's the was. implication that he's going to fade from that this he, that he, I think he makes he's a great first impression guy I think he's great on a first date can he be can he, is he the man for the relationship that's what we need to find out nice analogy yeah I, I, that's what I need to see like I mean sometimes players just aren't consistent in their career um, I think Pats set center form, him playing
1: well and winning on and Thursday and well
0: it may well be that the Pat style suits him better than the, the Rover style and, and it could well turn out to be an excellent player for them but um, we've been a bit European heavy this week we haven't spoken about the um, FA Cup Yeah, we haven't spoken, but you talk about upheaval and players. Another thing going on this week is this whole Mark Connolly situation. Where he's been the player of the month um, for the Ndok um, and, you know, Clonus Lad, Arguably
1: the outstanding centre-back in the Premier Division.
0: Had been, um, you know, there's a local link there because he'd been involved with the Ndok school when he was younger. But it does look like uh, Derry have, have swooped in there. And it's like... Stevie would love that. I mean, I think Derry now, they signed Ryan Graydon. I think the Dock win from mm. They've signed half of the Dock squad last winter, not really, they signed for them. But they've got like a lot of the targets from them. And I mean, to be honest, the Dock rated Derry through the last decade. Uh, getting and, a bit back. And, and they're just getting a bit back. But it's like, um, I don't know, like Derry are obviously recruiting a lot of, tried and trusted league players as well at the time this new guy Diallo was a holding midfielder which I think they're quite excited by who they're excited by but um, who's th- that Dan Diallo he's a I think he was ex at Man City um, he was in their academy he's from the sort of the the will patching sort of line right. um, and I haven't seen him play he played against Harps um, but he's uh, yeah he, he, it was sort of one of those sign that sort of slipped under the radar um, but uh, the, do- the Connolly the Conley one is quite contentious in the dock if he ends up at the end of losing. <laughs> I'd, I'd
1: well imagine. You know I'd well like, imagine. I didn't see that happening.
0: Sadhu Diallo, sorry, he's from Guinea, which is also the country where Naby Keita is from. Um, but, good knowledge um, there. Will we get yeah, to the fixtures this week? We'll get the fixtures, but we'll do well, we'll do a quiz question before that. But yeah, the like Derry Dandalk, the race for second, I mean, this could be a, a key element to it. But even, even even going forward, and I noticed there'd be questions from the dock, and could they have been more assertive earlier in the day? Um, but if yeah, all uh,
1: these great buddies that were have now commanders, they're just going to fall just, out just, and become Hayes rivals for a night. Uh, you should never work they, with your friends,
0: Johnny. Um, the anyway, the quiz question this week is: so it's an FBI Cup weekend. We haven't spoken much about the FBI Cup. Maybe we'll when because some non-league teams will get through, and we need to give them a bit of a scrutiny. We'll maybe do that in the next round because invariably a couple of them will get through. There's a couple of non-league teams. But anyway, versus Villa for one. Anyway, the question. Shamrock Rovers, everyone knows, well most people know, Shamrock Rovers are the winning most FEI Cup final team. They've won. Cup specialists. They're cup specialists. So they've they've won more FEI Cups than any other team. Which team has lost the most FEI Cup finals? That's the question. So there is a team that has lost quite a lot of FEI Cup finals. Can I
1: just say from the perspective of following probably the greatest underachieving team... In the whole country. Never mention it. It'd be some crack to get a good run in the cup. And i United have been a bit gypped with the draw in recent years. Not so much this year. But it'd be, if you could fluke your way into say...
0: Oh, Bluebell are going to get a job on you now, aren't they? Killian Brennan's Bluebell. Oh, These are the like-
1: fixtures. Maynooth versus Villa. We obviously had uh, Kieran Kilduff on recently as well. So Maynooth versus oh. Villa, again, fancy their chance. Draw the United uh, versus Athlone. Um Sorry, didn't even mention Brilliant result from that they, They've beaten Dundalk twice. That, I mean, and we they, have, like,
0: the, 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 the could in theory. Like, I mean, this is the whole I, I meant this point all year. Like, Rovers when they get involved in Europe and mm. Europe takes hold. This is the time of the year where they could potentially drop points. If if Derry or Dundalk, if either one of them had gone on a really good run like since the break, the like, dock was the dock so, are so, holding like, on in they, there. They've done it. They've dropped a few points, but like Derry, think of all the points Derry have dropped. You know, they'd be sick.
1: Treaty no. uh, against Usher Celtic, Bray Wanderers, Shelburne, UCD, Cockhill Celtic, uh, Dundalk, Longford Town, Finn Harps, uh, Bohemians, um, and you imagine again for Bowes, this is like a really, they want to huge go for Europe.
0: Cup. We haven't even mentioned Damien Duff, Shelburne in a mm. couple of weeks, and I mean, they, they, they're just racking up the wins. And they uh, are indeed. But um, um, a lot of teams will fancy the Cup as a chance to... They visit the Belinda Carlisle you
1: know. Grounds, Bangor Celtic, Shamrock uh, and Saturday then, Derry City versus Oliver Bond, Um so Passed like, through the Oliver, Oliver Bond, Bond is, area The other yeah. day actually Luke United Kilester Saltil Devon Malahide. These are all Sunday uh, Bonnegie United Pike Rovers Bluebell uh, United Against Gow United I'm not sure actually That, that um, I'm not sure where That game is taking place There's talk that it Might be moved St. Patrick's Athletic, Watford uh, Cove, Cork City. I was talking to Ian Ryan this morning. Wexford visits Sligo. It's probably not a bad time to get them. Sligo have had horrendous results around the European run. Um, obviously, the Ballot game being in Europe, losing at home to UCD. So maybe Wexford will get some hope there, Dan. And uh, I know uh, we haven't given the Cup massive kind of um chat this week because of the European games. But there is a bit of a magic to see all these kind of non-league teams taking on big teams. Well, and there, just hoping you there, might there, get there, a good there, run out
0: There is it. a magic, but like... It's it's still it's not it's not the same here as 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 in other countries or maybe it's just I I, I disagree with you. Well, I think it's the time. Maybe it's just the, that it's the timing of the season now. Mm. It makes it harder for some of these clubs to maybe execute a shock like Saint
1: Francis will never happen again. All
0: right, yeah, well, that'll never no that'll never happen. But I mean, even they're, the, the they're, Ashton Villa, like you know, Ashton Villa, who sort of d- did a job on on Derry and on in the nineties, like I think. It's very hard. very hard to see um one of those clubs they've been able to do a job on a top line we're
1: Emmert. we're we're so like um. Fascinated post colonial thing and all that and just our history with English football, English football. There are a lot of countries where the cup isn't a big deal. And in, in England, I think the FEI Cup sort of became a bit of an irrelevance. It, the FA Cup, sorry, but the FEI Cup with the whole Aviva Stadium thing, I think it's 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 right it's every bit as big as it was, and the chance play in front of forty thousand as opposed to like six or seven thousand not that long ago is amazing. But I do agree with you. There's not much you can do about the fact that it's next to impossible for the non-league clubs.
0: No, it's, 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 no the, sorry, the broader point, the FA Cup is bigger now than, than it, ever. almost. Than like. ever. Yeah. I think in the 2000s it's lost a step. I forgot to say my other quiz question. You didn't pick up on this with Jamie Lennon because you're asking him about, um, you know, shells and pats and santry. Do you know that Jamie Lennon was a massive sporting Fingal fan? To the point where he was the mascot, I believe, when they were in the FEI Cup Final in 2009, and he had his his wall, his teenage or his his uh, maybe pre-teenage walls were full of like sporting fingal paraphernalia
1: that is absolutely mad like yeah. i mean he's one of like about three people there
0: you need to do these research for these S- i think, honestly just think where we could have i've been
1: i've been at dollar and final on sunday i'm not gonna lie um i was so hung over for the the pats media visits it was just a question of getting through it without making an absolute show on myself and then i paid five euro for a coffee i
0: suppose when you think about it getting through it without making an absolute show yourself that, could be, a life that could be a mantra for all of our lives our really.
1: podcasts um that's it and busy few days for the football journalists in ireland very busy few days and great that we have still three teams going well in europe
0: Thereabouts. well yeah i i just hope that this time next week we still have three there i'd be I'd actually, probably two i'd be very i'd be very happy with two i would i don't know I, it doesn't matter which one it is but... Um, statistically,
1: I, one of them should definitely get through. Like, statistically, there's a very good chance. I, in, mm. um, it's Yeah, no, like, it can... It, you know, it, it, it... 60, 40, 50... It can,
0: it can happen. And, mm. like, it's... it's. I think with both of those clubs, with Sligo, Rovers and Pats, if, if they get through, they've achieved the maximum they can realistically achieve from Europe this year, if you know what I mean. I think it's very... Anything else is a bonus. Anything else is a bonus. Um, So... I hope that's the case it's a, it's a good time of the year the GA season has cleared out of, of August in terms of Denver County the Premier League monster is coming back into sight and it's like you need to stay in that news cycle and the European Games is a chance to do it so let's hope let's hope that opportunity is seized Johnny we'll be back next week
1: if you're a Sligo or a Pats fan enjoy Thursday night we'll talk to you next week